0: Yeah, 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 we know medical care requires informed consent, but laws require informed consent, politics, entrepreneurship, how you engage with your diet, health, exercise, even relationships, these all require a place of being informed, and I am so sick of being called a conspiracy theorist for using my brain and being informed. So that's where this podcast came to life. This is Informed Consent. I am your host, Brooke Brewer. Let's start talking. Birth is something so beautiful and so sacred. And what the beautiful part about birth is that everyone births differently. And I think it's important to first say that no matter what your birth journey is, it's beautiful. And that's what God designed it to be. Your birth story is your story. And that makes you who you are. And I think it's so empowering that birth happens in so many different ways, I also think it's empowering to know that just because you birthed one way does not mean that that's the way you have to always birth. I'm so excited to bring on a guest, one of my friends who has such a beautiful, beautiful birth past. Someone who has experienced all different births and didn't let her past births defer her from doing a birth that she truly felt was going to be beautiful and magical. I'm so excited to bring on my good friend Carrie Berkeley. She is a soul led entrepreneur, social marketing guru, wellness advocate, author, and just a girl who decided that she was worth it. Carrie resides in Northern Kentucky with her husband, Christian, her four boys, and their golden doodle. Going from bankruptcy to freedom, she understands the true meaning of action. Carrie is passionate about inspiring others to find their own brilliance. Get ready to be inspired and to take action. I'm so excited to bring on Carrie this week because she is a woman who has four children, and every birth was different, but her most recent birth was a beautiful, unmedicated home birth. Coming from traumatic experiences in her past, she still chose to home birth and it is my honor to have her on this week to share that story with you, to share her story, to share how she decided to have a home birth and why she decided to have a home birth and all of the things that brought her to where she is today. So Carrie, thank you so much for coming on Informed Consent. It's such an honor to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited to share today and just to have this platform to, you know, share my story.
0: I'm so excited to have you, you know, during this birth series, I've been thinking of conversations to be had and just topics to talk about. And you were just someone that came to mind because I know, and I've, I've kind of watched you go through your most recent birth, um, having a home birth, but I also know your past and know that that wasn't always your journey. And, thinking of just someone to come on just to share their story. As I think stories are so empowering. I I just couldn't think of a better person to come on and share their story. So Carrie, I'd love to just hear about, you know, your story of
1: how you came to where you are with your most recent home birth. Awesome. Yes, I would love to. So, um, a little bit about me is I have four, four boys and, um, three of them were hospital births, um, all three completely different. Um, I have, you know, went through a, you know, preemie and had to have the NICU. So I completely respect and wholeheartedly see the value of that. Um, but then I've also had where I have, you know, induced my labor where I planned to have their birthday and I picked their birthday. Um, And then I've waited to have my water break. So I've had different experiences, but when I got pregnant with Jax, I really didn't think I was having any more kids um, to be honest. So when I found out I was pregnant in 2020 it was actually pretty shocking to me. And, um, this is like right around when the pandemic started to happen. And so I literally was like laying in bed and I wasn't feeling well. Um, cause I was like really having the morning sickness and stuff. And I remember thinking like, wow, like, could I actually have this baby at home? Cause I was thinking about it, like, as the world was like shutting down and like, how am I going to like go to a hospital? Like all the things. Right. And my husband was actually like, immediately was like, no, we are going to the hospital. And so it was interesting because this whole journey unfolded, um, like in front of us. So over the years, I have had the opportunity of really, um, meeting people, right. And creating connections. And so I had a handful of people who I knew did births and home births and I kind of followed them. And so I reached out to my friend who is um, a midwife and she actually has her own like um, practice in Sarasota, Florida. And I just kind of reached out. I said, girl, you're the first person I'm telling I'm pregnant. And I'm like, really interested in learning like my options. So she had us come in. She was like, let's give you a tour and let's see, because at that point I was like, I need to like go somewhere. And I, I wasn't like kind of like, I was not really open to the idea of home birth yet. So I was like, we're going to go and do it at like a birthing center. So we went and toured it. And my husband, I just remember he was like, this is really weird. He was like, I am not quite sure about this. And I was like, it's okay. Like it's going to be good. And she kind of explained like what happens and how like, she's like, you know, we kind of stand back and we let you birth. Like you can stand, you can sit, you can do whatever. We have a bath, a bath. So if you want to have a water birth and, and it was just like, we were in control, right? Like we got to choose what we wanted. And I got to decide, you know, when I went there, like, do I want to go a little earlier, you know, all the things. And it was like, wow, like I've never actually been in control of a birth before, because I've always just been told what I was going to do or told, okay, we're going to give you this or, um, you know, all the things. So We left and a few months went by and I decided we were going to do that. And, um, so we went on that route and we were going to do the birth there. Well, it was about in the summer, I would say probably about three months before, um, Jack's and I just started, like, I, um, hired a doula and, um, we went through that process. And then I, um, went through hypnobirthing because I, I knew like, I really didn't want any type of medications or anything. And I was going to try to do it as natural as possible. And so through that, um, more and more people were like, you know why? Cause where I lived, I was pretty close to the hospital. I was actually closer to the hospital at my house than I was at the birthing center. <laughs> so it was like, so people were like, you know, why don't you just do it at your house? And so more and more that kept coming up and the more that I kind of prayed about it, the more comfortable that I became because obviously the more research and things. So I, I had a conversation with my husband. I was like, I think I'm going to do it at the house. And he started to become more open because he went through hypnobirthing. And I, I really encourage you to have your partner like with you because we went from literally like a hard like no to having the most beautiful birth experience. And it's over that course of those months, right that you're pregnant and the conversations. And I think that a lot of times we're just scared because we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're fearful of the things that we're unsure of. So we think that, okay, I need to go to the hospital because that's what traditional like traditionally you should do. And again, I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't, you do what's best for you. But in this point in my life, I was very confident because I was like, I'm going to trust my body this time um, because God equips us with this body to birth. And that's really one of the things that I learned the most going through like hypnobirthing um, is it's all mental as well as just trusting our bodies. And that's what happens is we panic and we watch those movies, right. Where they're mm-hmm. like screaming and, and that's really not what birthing should be. Um, and so that's a lot of times where the fear comes in, especially for new mamas. Like we, we see these things that something we've never experienced, um, And so for me, it was actually really odd because this was my fourth baby and I chose this and I actually had three pretty traumatizing, you know, births because of what I had went through. So I really encourage hypnobirthing, highly, highly recommend. You can find, um, people in your area who do that. And it's probably one of the best things that we ever did. And then also hiring a doula. Um, my husband again was like, Why do we need a doula? You <laughs> um and I am so glad we did because imagine so your midwife is there to um to birth the baby, right? Like that's kind of like your doctor, if you imagine they come in right when the baby's ready to come, right? Now the midwife does do more than that, but that's kind of their job, right? They're going to let you birth and they're there to make sure that the baby is delivered, um, the way check you and all that your doula is kind of like your nurse. Um, and a lot of times, um, like, you know, your husband or your partner might be like, maybe just like, I don't know what to do. Right. And so your doula is going to help coach them and also help um, just as like an extra hand and I'm telling you is like the best thing ever because, um, she was able to coach him. And then we also, um, left it open for our children to also be there. Oh, wow. um, we just kind of let them decide and they all decided to be a part of it. And so she was able to be like, oh, you know, do this for your mom and do this and hold the fan. And so they all got to be a part of it. But like Christian would have never known what to do um, because they get nervous and then they're like, well, they're in pain, but it's like, no, just, just do this or do that. And it, yeah. And so it was like the most calming birth experience ever. And to be able to deliver the baby like in my house and then just get to be tucked into my bed and never have to be poked and prodded, um, cords all over me, um, constantly being woke up in the middle of the night because nurses are coming in and out. Um, you know, it's such a different experience, but I would do it a hundred times over again, um, to have the home birth versus the hospital birth. And the most surreal thing is, is that it wasn't really even painful Like I took all the drugs, I did epidurals, I did Pitocin, I did all the things, but to be able to experience my water breaking and going into full labor and laboring the whole process, like, yeah, it's pain, right. But it's a different type of pain Mm -hmm. that, um, it was more so just getting him out, um, was the hardest. And that was probably for like maybe five minutes was the most painful part of it. But it's, I'll tell you, it's like the worst pain of your life, but the easiest to forget because the reward is so incredible, um, on the end. So Ah, that's beautiful. Wow.
0: That's I have chills. I have chills. That's so beautiful. I think that's, I think it says a lot that
1: you have,
0: went the route of an epidural and not experienced pain essentially and delivered. And then I guess you could look at it as experience the full amount of pain because you are so unmedicated and to sit there and say that you would do it a hundred times over, I, I think is very empowering and, and it speaks a lot of value.
1: Well, and I think one of the things too, in the hospital is they're constantly, um, intervening. So, one of the things too, is they're constantly, um, are you ready for your epidural? Are you ready? Are you ready? And so then you mentally, oh man, maybe I am, maybe I should be, or it's okay. Well, um, if you want the epidural, you got to make a decision now because they're going down the hall. And if, if, if you don't, so then, then you're like, oh crap, make, oh, yeah, give me the epidural. Cause like it might get more pain, you know? And so then you get in your own head And having all these people in your face and like one of the things too, it's like you have all these lights, right? Um, With Camden, my third birth, my epidural actually fully worked. It worked so much that I hated it. I hated how I felt. I couldn't even, I couldn't even get him out. They actually had to vacuum him out, which is actually super dangerous Mm -hmm. uh, because I couldn't push. I was so numb um i was i couldn't feel myself i was like jello so to be able to experience the drugs part right and not have control to be able to fully control my birth was probably the most empowering like experience of my life and i have such a connection with my son because we birthed together like you work with your baby and like it's such an emotional and like Beautiful experience because I didn't get to have those experiences with my other babies. Um, like the the minute he came out, it was skin to skin. They didn't touch him. They left his cord intact until the blood stopped, and I think it was like almost a full hour. Oh wow! They even cut the cord um, and left the placenta like completely intact and. Um, yeah. And like my son got to cut the cord, you know, wow. Like it's, you just, you don't get to have those experiences. Right. And, um, and like, we got to decide like what we wanted to put on him. Um, you know, we chose not to vaccinate. Um, and so, and he, and, you know, and I did vaccinate with my other ones. Um, and so it's just such a night and day difference just the whole process. Um, like he just has been like the best baby and just even watching his growth, like milestones have been so different, you know, and it's crazy because like we didn't vaccinate. And of course that's scary, right? Like, right. And like, man, are we making that right decision? But we did the research and we did, and we had to make, we made that decision. Um, I also found a doctor who came into our home. So he's never been into like a doctor's office ever. She came bedside. Um, and I know sometimes that's hard to find, but they are out there. So you just have to find, you have to ask. I always say like social media is the best, like Mm -hmm. as people, they are out there. There are those types of doctors out there, but you just have to like find them. Yeah. Wow. Oh,
0: so I I have some questions. I I think one of the things that you've talked about is hypnobirthing. I would be curious. Can you go a little bit of detail of what exactly that is? Because you're sharing it. And I, I, I know a little bit about it, but I I know some of our viewers might not know. And I would even love to be enlightened more myself.
1: Absolutely. So it's, it's like a class that you end up taking. I can't remember how many weeks it is. Um, She ended up, because again, this was like the pandemic. And so it was a little different, but she usually would do like classes where you would go and, um, you know, so many couples would be in there and you go through, I want to say like, maybe it was like an eight week Um, thing, and so she came to our house, and you watch like you watch birthing stories. She literally teaches you about birth, breathing, um, has you, um, do some meditation, like really getting into the zone. And then they have music, like this hypno birthing, like that you start, like, I would go to sleep with it at night, and it would literally just tell you, like, um, speaking that truth into you, like you know, speaking to your baby, like just like getting into the zone, because and that's what I like in my birth like video. You can see like I have my AirPods in, and like when I was in the beginning stages of labor, it's so important because you mentally, because that's when when you start to panic and you start to like freak out, that's when everything can go downhill so it's so important to make sure that you have that calming. So like, you know, like I had like a whole, my whole bathroom was set up with like lights and affirmations. Um, and like I had a, I had a birthing tub, but I ended up birthing on my bed because you get to choose and you don't know how your body's gonna like, that's the beautiful part. Like I thought I was going to birth in the bath or in the, in the tub. And Mm -hmm. I was like 20 minutes. Oh, wow. I literally ended up birthing on our bed. Um, So you just never know. But that's the beauty is that you get to choose. So right that hypnobirthing, like I had a playlist um, and it was just something that you really work on all the time. And then they get your birth, like, you know, what are the things that you want? What are the things? So like it really gets deep into your wants, um, making sure that you have a list. Cause if you do go to the hospital, like that's the other reason having a doula is they're like your voice, right? So, because you're in labor. So if they come in and say, Okay, we're gonna bring in no, 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 she does not want an epidural, like they're kind of your um your person to kind of stand up for you. But they go through all of that too, like so the hypnobirthing is, I just think we probably got the most out of that. And that was like the most resistant that, you know, it's so funny, right? Like my husband's like, Oh, do we really need to do that? And he will tell everybody it was probably, it was the best money that we spent and the best course because, and there's like a whole book and everything. Oh, wow. You go through, it's kind of like a book study. Um, but it's like, you get to be in control and it really empowers you. Um, and it equips you, it equips you to know that like you have full control. So, um, I highly recommend the hypnobirthing. You can even go on, um, like YouTube and kind of like YouTube it. And some of those, like, it's the most beautiful birth stories. Like I'm obsessed with watching them. Yeah. And so you can like watch some of them and, you'll hear the music, you know, that specific like music. Yeah.
0: I love it. Oh, it's so funny. My, um, my Instagram is basically all midwives or home births or women birthing. And it's like, I'll be sitting next to my fiance and I'll just open my phone and he'll be like, Oh gosh, there's a crowning baby. (laughs) He's like, why? I was like, I just love it. I think it's the most beautiful thing ever seeing birth because you're so right. God designed our bodies to birth. And it's just, it's really sad seeing how it's become so medicalized and it's so feared by so many people, like the amount of people that I've talked to that genuinely fear childbirth. And it just, it makes me, it just, it it bothers me because you, you ask what, how women from, they were given by God, such intuitive, minds of birth and how they can go to a place of fear. And it just makes you think, well, they had to get there somehow. So what, how Well, these movies and these TV shows and what you read about in books, it's all this horrible screaming, bloody murder, the worst pain of your life. And that's not the reality of a lot of births. And the more people that you talk to, or the more videos that you see, and, and maybe that's why I love watching it so much because I'm putting in my mind, this is how beautiful birth can be. I remember reading your birth story and, and your birth video, and it just, it's beautiful. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. I think to having the freedom, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know from experience, but I'm sure just the freedom of being in your home and feeling safe and being able to labor in a position that's comfortable for you where in the hospital, a lot of that you cannot do.
1: No. And you know, the other thing that I love too, it's like being able to like eat, um, cause in the hospital, they don't let you eat. Um, a lot of times, because just in case you have to have a C-section, like there's so many medically like things that you can't do in the hospital that you have the freedom to do in your home. Now, of course there's home births that definitely end up like you need to go to the hospital, but I always say, and I encourage people like give your body the chance to birth. Um, and if you do the work ahead of time, you can do it. You absolutely can do it and getting the right team. You're the right birth team. Um, Cause that's one thing too, in the hospital is they give you kind of an allotted time. And if you are not birthed, they're going to give you Pitocin to speed it up. And Pitocin actually increases your labor. Like, It's it actually makes you more likely sometimes to end up getting a c-section. Um, and it's basically like sometimes if the doctor's ready to go home, they're gonna be like, Well, you you gotta have a c-section. Like, so there's a lot of things um that unfortunately happen in the hospitals that are out of our control when we give them the control. Um, I didn't know a lot of this until again, researching and then listening to other stories. And I'm like, wow, like I went through that too. Um, and you know, with my first two births, my epidurals did not work. So I felt everything. So that was another thing I was like, you know, if I can do it, I can do it without the epidural. Mm -hmm. Um, and just knowing like, again, like how dangerous the epidural really is, um, for you and the baby and how scary that can be too. Like, um, so there's just so many things, but I always just say, you know, you have to be your own advocate and no one is going to care more about you and your child than you. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, I was totally the other, I was on one way way off. And the other way, like where we, you know, you have to be that. And unfortunately I feel bad because I was a young mama and I just like, let them do whatever to my kids without really researching. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I do feel bad. Like I didn't have those moments with, um, my other kids and I can see there's disconnects that we're working on, because I didn't have a lot of those moments, like Tristan, my oldest, was taken from me because he was a preemie, um, and he was in the NICU for like two weeks, so he didn't get a lot of that, like one-on-one. He was like had cords and stuff on him, mm-hmm. and so, so it's different. And and birth trauma is a real thing; it really is, and it can affect you, all of us, right? However, our births are, um, it can affect babies big time. So, yeah. wow, yeah.
0: I think that that says a lot too that you have had trauma and that you went the route of a home birth. And I think that's almost it's very beautiful how you came to it too of you really weren't on board and your husband wasn't on board and you evolved into being on board. How I, I know you've said you do it a hundred times over. Where is your husband at? Like, where is Christian at with home birthing and the experience? Like. What was his thoughts after
1: all was said and done? Oh my gosh. He is like a hundred times on board. Like going through it, I think it impacted him also um, so much. And because he also like, because in the hospital, he didn't really get to touch the baby that much until like they wrapped him up and put him, you know. So like for him, like after, um, I did like an hour of skin to skin, then it was his turn and he got to then have the skin to skin with, with the baby. And, you know, he got to weigh the baby. He got to like, it it just so much more hands on for us, um, and being our child bringing into the world and giving him a more like subtle experience to come in than just into these bright lights and cold room and, um, you know, cut your cord and wiped. That was another thing is we did not wipe him or bathe him for like, I think almost two weeks maybe. Um, because that stuff that's on them, which I cannot think of the name, the very very next, there you go. Um, it's so important for their skin and they get like wiped and bathed immediately in the hospital. And again, it was like, you don't know this stuff. Like you, you learn this stuff through, um, going through those classes, like, in here, yeah. I wow.
0: think there's, and, and and I think that's, what's another really, I mean, I think even just in your story, like you had said, you were a young mom when you had your first and a lot of people don't ask the questions or don't do the research so much, especially with your first few, because you were just taught to trust. Like we are taught that this is just what you do. You just go to the hospital, you go to your OBGYN, you get checked out, you go through the things and that's just like what's normal. And so why would we question that? And, and I, I do think that Every birth is beautiful, no matter how you do it. If you choose to go to the hospital, if you choose to do a C-section, like that is your birth and that is beautiful. I also think that it's, it is sad that we aren't more empowered of the other information, you know, like in this birth series, my first episode was on Pitocin and I had so many people reach out to me and literally tell me, I knew nothing about this. Like I got Pitocin and I literally had no idea that the dangers or the, and I said, the sad part is this is all in the insert. Like all you have to do is read the insert and people just don't know. And, and that's, what's really sad is, is we just are taught to trust rather than trust our own bodies. And, you know, I hear it a lot when I talk about home birth, because I've been pretty vocal that that's what we want to do. And we are blessed enough to have a child And I, the people that come to me and say, how, how that's so dangerous. Like, how could you put yourself and your children through that? Like, that is that's selfish. That's, and I just sit there and think, I think that's selfless to put myself through, or put myself away from this medical model. I, I don't know. I, and I guess I would be curious of your experience with other people's like, did you like, did your family or friends or people know that you guys were having a home birth and how did you navigate that conversation?
1: Yeah, I think I started opening up about it like on social. Um, but again, like we made that decision and I think You know, I mean, for probably the last 10 years, I've really been in kind of like the more holistic, um, like health and wellness. So like a lot of people who follow me do kind of, I think have a more like holistic mindset, but I'm sure people thought we were nuts. I mean, I, I think I had people jokingly like, Oh God, I could never do that. And it's like, honestly, you can, like, I didn't think I could. Like, I remember watching my sister do home births and, you know, they didn't all go the right way, but she continued to do it. She was so driven to do it. And so it encouraged me because I did watch my sister do it. And I was like the sister that's like, "Shh, sure, I'm going to the hospital. I'm getting all the drugs, you know? And mm-hmm. like, I was just that person. So I understand both sides because I did have that mindset where I'm like, yeah, you can have the home birth. I'm going to let the doctors take care of me. But when you actually, like you said, start doing the research and understand that like um it's not like I don't know. Like it's it's almost like okay, let's just have the baby, right? Like it's not about like your birth because that's what I love about home birth is it doesn't matter if it takes you this many hours or this many hours like that baby's going to come, but it's going to be your story. Mm -hmm. Wife is never going to be like, okay, sorry, I got to go. So, um, we're going to take you the hot, you know, like they're there to birth with you, um, and give you that best experience because that's why they're doing that. Like that's, that's that. And so I didn't really have a lot of like, you know, flack, but I did have people towards the end because I will say I went literally until the day I was 42 weeks. Like I went all the way and I actually had to get off social media the last week before I had Jack's, I got in my own head. Um, I never, I was like, I'm never going to meet my baby. Like I got so emotional. Um, I ended up having to do an enema, uh, right before, like there were so many things that my midwife helped to induce. I was getting, um, uh, what is it? Ac- acupuncture. Acupuncture. Okay. Sure. I was going to chiropractor. Um, all of those things helped to encourage him to come. Um, and literally if he wouldn't have come that day, I was going to have to go to the hospital, unfortunately. So there's a point where you do have to but it ended up working out and I had to trust him Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to trust myself and it was letting go of the control. And then literally he came. And so it was such a beautiful thing to go through. Um, But I did have a lot of people messaging me like, I'm so worried about you. You're so big. How are you going to, I hope you don't die. And it was like, (sighs) oh my gosh. Like, yeah, so people do I ended up having to get like off social media for that week because it was getting in my head. Yeah. I was like, no, I cannot. I literally have my birthplace set up and like I had all this stuff and, but it is, it's easy to listen to the outside noise. Um, and I probably would have listened to it if I wouldn't have went through hypnobirthing. Cause I got in such a good mindset by doing all of those practices, like getting your mind ready. Yeah. Cause it is a mind game. It really is. Oh yeah.
0: And I think that, I mean, you hear even about the women that fear birth so much and it's so traumatizing to them when then that they're the ones who end up with so many interventions because they're, they're not able to control. And I do, I do truly believe that a lot of the leading up to birth is a mental game. I know there's so many other things that people tell you to do and that you should eat. And, and again, it, it just goes in, someone made this comment Um, one of our guests, Ashley, on this show made a comment of, you know, you sit there and research nurseries and colors and strollers and toys and bows and all the things. And why aren't you researching things like vaccines and births and the drugs that you're using in, in birth and, mental strength tips like why why is the focus on all these materialistic things and not the actual processes And then you look back and you go, oh, I wish I would have done that when, you know, all of a sudden done. And, and so I think that, you know, that was a huge reason why I did this series number one for myself, as we are getting to a place where we are going to start trying very soon, but then also for the people, you know, I did a whole vaccine series and I got so much good feedback on it because so many people said, "I, I knew I didn't know any of this. Now, if I wish I would have known, I would have done things different. And I think that with birth, something that's so sacred and beautiful. Beautiful for women, and 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 I know that for men, and I have a lot of men who listen to this show. Um, I, I hope you're listening to this episode because yes, are women the ones that give birth? Yes, but men are a part of the experience, and I think it's important to to let them in. And as you share with your husband that he loved the experience so much because he was able to be so much more of a part of it, I think that's beautiful because at the end of the day, there's two people that make a baby, not one and, and having that your partner there with you, I think is so beautiful.
1: Yeah. And I think for them to really like witness the strength and just everything that it takes for it. Um, it it's, it's a surreal experience and he will tell you all day long, like it was proud. It was the best experience. I mean, it really was it was so so beautiful and here's the crazy part is i was pushing for like 5 hours and i never i mean when you are birthing it's like the time stops because it it literally felt like 30 minutes to me but and my midwife never once told me okay we got to hurry this up right they let me they did every position every like just trying to help me to just maneuver to be able to get um him out. And when he finally did and they put the time, I was like, what? What time is it? But they never, they never once, and that was the most beautiful thing to me, is I never had people like, okay, it's uh, you know, this time and we gotta, because then you start panicking. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like when you're in the hospital and you feel like you're, it's almost like you're a burden, like, oh my gosh, I got to get this baby out and oh gosh, I got to, you know, and you just, it's, yeah, it's a completely different experience. Um, and I just hope and pray more women really just empower themselves. And like you said, do the research. It's so important. I didn't do it. And like you said, I wish I would have with my other boys. Well, and now look—you
0: were able to birth your fourth son at home, unmedicated. I think that's that's beautiful, and and I, I think in, in so many things in life, we can look and go, "I wish I would have known different or learned different." But I think that that's how we can take this every day as a new day to learn and to research and to know more and to use that and to. Try to learn from that. And so I just love it. So, is there anything around this conversation that you want to share before we wrap up the episode?
1: Um, I think just the fact that, like, if you are thinking about doing this um, and if it, you're at all being pulled towards it, just dig into it. There's so many things. And, like I said, even if you don't want to do it at your home, I mean, we chose because we were very close to the hospital. Um, and if you're not, then that's usually why somebody would choose a birth center. Um, so I know that's usually a question that people ask: is like, how do you determine if I should do it at home or at a birth center? <clears throat> and it's just really to make sure that if there was an emergency, you can get to the hospital um, in a in a good amount of time. Um, and then just like researching, like the things, like if you are planning on vaccinating, you know, you can space those out. You don't have to give the baby instant, um, vaccines. Um, you know, you also can wait to cut the cord like a little bit longer. Um, chiropractic care is so incredible, not only for you as the mom, but also for the baby. Um, so incredible. I will tell you that Jack's, you know, knock on wood, we have, he has not had any type of um, medical, anything. He's never been on an antibiotic. He's almost two. He will be wow. two in October and, um, such a difference. All my other kids, ear infections, um, stomach stuff, all kinds of stuff. They were in and out of the doctor's offices. And I just can't help, but think it's from the vaccines because I did vaccinate. Um, you know, I did follow that. So also us on the other spectrum, I'm not telling you to do it, not to do it, but there is a huge difference. Yeah, Uh, there is. And like I said, even if you are, you have the ability to space those, be an advocate for your child. Don't give them to them all at once. They want to insert those. And that's so, it can, it can be scary. Mm -hmm. That's probably, I mean. I'm sure I'm leaving something out, but <laughs> I, um, I just empower you, you know, just to trust yourself, trust your body. It's a
0: beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we've said it so many times already, and I'll say it again, God designed our bodies to labor, God designed, they're, the, the, we're meant to do this. And, trusting and leaning into that i think is is so important because we they we've been doing it for hundreds of years and to think that we all of a sudden can't do it or we all of a sudden need all of these interventions to do it makes you wonder what have we been doing all these years then? And what did God design our bodies to do? So I think that's so beautiful. And I really thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I know it is going to speak volumes to so many people, especially those who maybe are considering a home birth after having traumatic births in the hospital. I think that um, so many people maybe fear another traumatic birth, if they aren't there with medications to help them. So thank you so much, Carrie, for coming on and sharing your story and for, for just empowering other women to tap into their true bodies and true selves and really step into what they were designed
1: to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of and- course, how can people connect with you? Yep. So um, Instagram and Facebook are usually the best. Um, either one of them, you can always message me. Um, yeah. And where can people find you on Facebook and Instagram? So Facebook is my name, Carrie Berkeley and, um, Instagram. My handle is soulful bombshell. Awesome. I will link all those in the show notes listeners. So you can just easily
0: clap or click and follow, but definitely give Carrie a follow. She shares so many incredible things and not only in her birth experiences, but just her life ventures and her business and entrepreneurship. She's very, very inspiring to follow. So Carrie, thank you again so much for coming on the show and being brave and sharing your story. Thanks so much. Absolutely. And thank you viewers for tuning in to another week of informed consent in our birth series, where we will pick back up next week with this birth series. Thanks for tuning in.